fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. You're listening to 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm great. I had like a vacation this week, which was nice. Uh, basically, I didn't have to see you for like eight days, and so and I'm feeling pretty refreshed. An entire eight days. You were using my hot tub. I was watching you on the blinks, mm-hmm. cruising in and out, pooping in my yard, mm-hmm. touching all my private business, mm-hmm. and peeing on the floor. Mm-hmm. My man. <laughs> I'm going through your private things. Yeah, You better come and smash me. Pound me. Pound you me. better come up and pound me. Uh, yeah, that did happen. Yeah. Uh, you didn't make the hot tub hot enough for me though. So I do have, that's my one. I forgot to turn it up. Logic <laughs> complaint with the management. I forgot to turn it up. God damn. I'm just looking at that. That Trasco looks oh good. Oh my gosh, man. So I brought three. I, I was on, I was at Disneyland for a whole week. I brought three watches. I brought the EMG Nemo, Nemo on a Mankey. I brought the... C63 Sport on a Barton. And I brought... No, I, I brought it on a bracelet. Uh, and I brought the Trasca Commuter on a Barton. I never took the Barton off. Not took the, the Commuter off. Are we going to make it tonight? Do we need to reschedule? Know. Maybe I'm hammered. I don't know. I don't think so. I just took a good little sip. Uh, but I, I didn't change out of the Trasca once. I... Love this thing. The size is perfect. Uh, I didn't wear it on a bracelet because I knew I was going to be in Southern California. And I went from living like a vampire between the hours of about 8 p.m. and 7 a.m. when it's like 40, like 32 to 40 degrees to sunny Southern California during daylight hours. So, number one, I'm pleased to announce I only got mildly sunburned on one side of my neck. And then a, uh, a little speckling of sunburn on my scalp from wearing a, a trucker-style hat. Mm, that'll uh, do it. Like just a mesh hat. Um, yeah, no sunburn. Really hot. Uh, had a blast at Disneyland with the kids. Mm. And, yeah, it was a good vacation. It was obviously exhausting, and Disneyland is not a vacation I would ever plan on my own or even pitch as a vacation idea because that's not my thing. But my mentality going into it was have exactly zero expectations, have exactly zero schedule, and just roll with it. And I'll say that Disneyland was okay. California Adventure was better because it was also Food and Wine Festival, which means at 10 a.m. all of the food and wine carts were open, and they all had cocktails and food. And there were no rules about carrying your beer around. So I had a lot more fun at California Adventure. Fun at Disneyland. California Adventure was the shit. Yeah. Because of the beer situation. Yeah, last time we were at Disneyland, they had a wine festival while we were there. Because of America. America. Yeah, it was a good vacation. Uh, I, I do recommend... Uh, if you, if you haven't been in a while, to go on the Spider-Man Web Slinger ride. Noted. I had, we rode all the big, I don't I don't like roller coasters and that kind of thing because they're, they're just not my jam. <clears throat> I did go on Web Slingers and it was 
dope. It's like you got this little body scan when you sit in your stall in your little booth in your bench, and you your arm motions capture when you're slinging webs at these little spider robots and you blow them up and throw shit across the room at them. It was fun. It was the only ride that I like after I was done, I was like, I'm gonna do that again. <laughs> Come with me or don't boy, but I'm going again. Yeah. So, that was fun. It was a good well spent week. Mild sunburn, very hot. Uh yeah. Got some watch so a little bit of watch spotting. Yeah, a little bit of watch spotting. Low, low key chump <laughs> chump spotting. Yeah, a lot of chump spotting. I did see a like this very old man wearing a uh, a two tone thirty six OP, and it, like you could tell that he was the original owner of it yeah. with that gold fluted bezel. And I was like, I wonder how much a, cash a date just maybe. Per, uh, no, it wasn't a date just. A president? Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, had that. It had. A, I couldn't get close enough to fully see the dial, but I recognized that two tone and that fluted bezel and yeah. in that sizing and just given his age. And the fact that he clearly paid for his entire family to go to Disneyland. I was like, I know exactly, I know generally what I'm looking at. Um, One of my construction mediators wears a blue face, two-tone Dayjust. Oh, it was, it was that cream, like, pearly color. It was beautiful. I was like, I wonder how much cash I get out of an ATM right now and what it would take to get that off his wrist. <laughs> Here is $3,500. Yeah. Never going to get this deal again. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you $4,000 cash right here and now. I don't even need the box or papers. Yeah, you could practice to get um, one of those for... Yeah, so, you know, saw a lot of fake watches and a lot of bullshit. Saw a couple of SKXs. Um, you know, some cool G-Shocks. Kind of the normal... I don't know. I was expecting to see some more cool shit. I just... I saw a lot of lame shit. Yeah, it's Disneyland. Yeah, but the, the wealth... The wealth concentration there is unique. Right, it's not a cheap venture, unless you're Californian, and then it's cheap to go to Disneyland. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, some low key watch spotting, and well, in any event, good to have yeah. you back. Good I'm to have you back. Happy to be back and sleeping in my own bed. Yeah, isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. a bit of a more than my own bed is that my kids are in their own rooms mm-hmm. because we stayed at the Disneyland Resort, like they're on the the Disneyland hotel and we just had a room with two queen beds. Yeah. So like my kids were in my room with me, which was obnoxious because every time the little one rolls over, he gets mad. Like he's angry that he's having to move to get comfortable. So he like squawks and the big one snores like a 65 year old man with sleep apnea. <laughs> it was, uh, I'm happy to be sleeping in my own bed. Well, we are, Talking about watches today, and we got a we got a big list, so we should move on. Yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do a bit of a watch one of our watch roundups, where we talk about things that have happened in the watch world, releases, articles, other things people are generally talking about, and a lot's happened in the last week. Yeah, well, it's been two weeks. So we really have two weeks of material here. I think all of them are two materials pulled from like the last five days, though. Right, <laughs> the last seventy-two hours. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been a big two weeks. Yeah, man, it's been a big two weeks. Uh, so lots of stuff to talk about. I think the first thing, Andrew, is it okay if I tell a little story to get us started? It's always okay. So one of the very first times we got yelled at on this show, there's been a handful, but one of the very first times that someone was like angry with me, like as a fanboy. Uh, you know, we got yelled at a lot, right? Like it's 
pronounced Vostok, not Vostok. It's Boktok. Uh, Everyone right. knows that. <laughs> you, you know, there's these there's these little things, but one of the first like really angry messages we got was with regards to citizen. And at the time I said something like, it's kind of ironic for citizen, a company who's making really, really excellent entry-level mechanical movements. Like, you know, I believed then and I believe now that the Miona nine series is gosh, it's just a a great (laughs) entry level movement. Right. Um, Nothing's changed, but I said it's kind of. I said on the show, it's kind of ironic that Citizen, this company with this great movement manufacturer aspect to it, has kind of eschewed the mechanical watch. And the point I think was a fair one. Um, no, they're putting their eggs in their eco drive basket. Yeah, you know, Citizen's got high precision quartz. They've got eco drive. They've got eco drive high precision quartz. You, you know, Citizen, especially United States citizen is very focused on quartz watches and Mm -hmm. and it's really pretty hard to find a mechanical citizen and so i kind of lamented that and then someone said well you don't know what you're talking about and we don't they're accurate you know it's like okay well that's fair um but they were kind of mad and they brought up some some examples of citizen mechanical watches but yeah you know really some really novel right <laughs> right, you know, I think at the time mainstream citizen watches. You, you know, I think at the time you could buy an NY zero zero four zero or whatever the Fugu or the Fugu mm-hmm. predecessor. I'm, I'm not sure when that Fugu name um, became a thing because I didn't learn about it till later. But in recent years, in recent years, really in the last couple of years, citizens kind of like refocused a little bit, just a little bit on their mechanical offerings and maybe not refocus, but they've sort of teased them. I think they've pulled them into the American fold. Maybe that's what it is. And so the first watch we're going to talk about, I think is pretty dang cool. And it, and it is, it's what we're talking about. It is a citizen mechanical, mechanical dive watch. We're not going to make it tonight. <laughs> Citizens reintroduced a mechanical dive watch and, and, and not the Fugu. And obviously, the Fugu has always been available. But this is a mainline ProMaster 200-meter ISO-certified mechanical dive watch in a killer case, 41, by, 41 millimeters by 12 thick. And it's made out of their proprietary, whatever it is, super titanium. Yeah. Which is super. Which I'm I'm not 100 percent sure what super titanium is. Is that going to be like T5? You know I don't know on the T scale. Uh, I think that it is a good uh, blend of titanium, but it's got a it, it comes with a proprietary coating, uh, a hardness coating. So as if you need that on titanium. Well, you do. I mean, titanium can scuff. So I think what you get is a very, very hard, very ding resistant uh, titanium, you know, uh, a a good high quality, maybe not like a superior quality, um, like surgical instrument quality uh, titanium, but a very good titanium with great durability. Which is going to be super light. I mean, Jason Heaton is all about this watch. Is he? Jason Heaton's about this watch. He says he places it in, he says the original Citizen Aqualand in the pantheon of great dive watches along the 
first 50 fathoms, the Rolex sub, and the Doxa sub 300. Well, but this isn't an Aqualand. This is no, but he's saying that Citizen has these chops. Yeah, they which, do. So, so this re-release, reissue, maybe is a better way to put it because that's not exactly a reissue. It's kind of a. Yeah, I think this is a, this is basically a, yeah. a reimagining of a 1970s citizen. A reimagining is the word I was looking for. Yeah, and they're dope, and, and I, they've they've kind of corrected at least for me. One of the issues I've had with citizen divers is they they've turned it really classic. There's nothing big or crazy about this watch they let the watch speak for itself rather than making a statement and in the super titanium in the really classic 70s design really clean lines they landed it there's nothing citizen about this watch which is wow you've got these big markers and you've got the really angular side I, i i think i hear what you're saying uh I think it's both citizen and really unobjectionable. If you're if you're going to complain about something, it's probably going to be the uh, Mercedes Hour Hand, which feels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know it's a little bit. It's, it's a also miss. kind of citizen. But. A, yeah, but it's but nothing about it screaming at me. Yeah. So I think it's cool more for what it is than the watch. Mm-hmm. But at under a thousand bucks is what these are estimated to be. Um, maybe eight hundred ish. It's a pretty dope. It's a pretty dope watch. Obviously, it's going to have a Miyota 9051 or, a, you know, the Citizen Caliber 9051. Um, yes, yeah, sick, dude. I dig it. Yeah. ISO certified. Urethane bracelet or urethane straps with a titanium bracelet option. Yeah, I think it's one or the other. I think the mm-hmm. black comes with the urethane and the blue comes with the titanium. Yeah. At least, at least for now. Yeah, ninety fifty one. I don't think these are for sale yet. They're coming, but they're coming. Yeah, projected at nine ninety five, and off a bracelet at seven ninety five. I like it. With that, Citizen did another cool thing in their titanium lineup. They dropped. Yeah, they did. They dropped. I think a true dress watch. And a dress sport. Yeah. In the same super titanium. <laughs> the AQ4091-56M. Catchy. In true citizen fashion. These need nicknames. The dress watch has a very cocktail time, Seiko presage feel to it. Yeah. It's just super clean lines. But these dials are really i think the home run they're not quite snowflake but they're just a gently textured kind of fresh blanket of snow with just a little bit of rain afterward yeah i think texture i think they're supposedly washi paper like japanese washi paper i don't know if they actually are if it's like hardened washi paper i'm not sure but um, you know, I assume there's some sort of epoxy, but yeah, you it definitely as you get closer, you can see the fibers. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty attractive, and definitely sort of invokes, at least for me, uh, Grand Seiko styling, both in the way the cases are shaped and mm-hmm. and that dial. This is gorgeous. So this the dress watch that you're talking about, 
I think is is pretty dang stunning. Eco drive movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, with I think it's like plus or minus two seconds a year, or something. Which is like eco that. drive kind of standard. Yeah. Thirty-seven and a half case. Super titanium, nine millimeters thick. To be able to pack one of their eco drives into a nine millimeter case thickness is awesome. Mm. I'm, I I might have just added a thing to my list. So these will be linked in the show notes, you guys, and you can go, you know, maybe not the watches, but at least, uh, I don't know, something from Fratello or Warnonon or something, but um, you, you can go check these out. I, I don't know that we've seen prices on these yet. Um, I, I would say... I didn't dig enough to look for prices. This looks like a thousand dollar watch to me. If I had to guess, I, on the low end is would be my guess. Yeah, <clears throat> they're they're <laughs> they're doing a, a run of ninety that has a plus or minus one second per year eco drive movement. Well, that's the their one one hundred or whatever. Yeah, the the two hundred or yeah, the one hundred movement. Um, has is there value in that to you? The difference between plus or minus two to plus or minus one. My my guess is that's gonna <laughs> nigh on double the price of the movement. Is that enough to get you to bite on that big of a price tag? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's also stupid anyway. So it's like, you, you know, I I never judge people's decisions in this stuff. It's like, yeah, this this watch is plus or minus. You know. Whatever, yeah. The more more is more, maybe. And and less is less. And <laughs> in this instance, less is more. You know, you tune in for these insights, you guys, and don't try to pretend you don't. <clears throat> these dials. More are is more and less is less. Beautiful. Yes. This these, is th- these are the, the most stunning watches Citizen has produced. You know, we didn't really talk about it, but the sport watch version of these, the bracelet version of these, a little bit sturdier case, more of like a more a, not a tonneau case, but a little bit less sort of angular um, a, a wrap around that dial. Just a st- more beefy case, but the it's bracelet. Almost like Toronoxy. Yeah, that's it. That's actually yeah. a really uh, that's actually a really poignant observation, Andrew. I, I think I see that a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, the bracelet looks good. You know, it's hard to say. You know, these product photography. Uh, these product photos, sometimes you see, oh, that bracelet looks great. And then you see it in pic- person and it's a turd. I think like, Citizen. Why'd is... you shit in my hand? <laughs> <laughs> Citizen is particularly bad about that. They've, they've got one other in this line um, that they're releasing, but there's only a, a couple of them being released. 90. This is, it's got like a black electro formed, I don't know, whatever. This one looks pretty cool too, but. These are all really conservatively sized. Um, yeah, that's a mechanical movement. So mm-hmm. let's see what it says here. Uh, inspiration here comes from the creation of Japanese armor. So, okay, Seiko citizen, I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, pricing on all of these is not announced, but we'll have links so you can read about them and and um, and and maybe keep an eye on these for when they come out. Yeah, because these are, I'm, I'll say it again, these are the most stunning watches citizens released. These are Grand seiko So while we're at it, while we're at it, Andrew, is it okay if we talk about another watch that we don't talk about on the show very often? 
but something that caught my eye in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. L- Longines. Longines is a company. I don't know that we've ever... I don't know that I've ever said that word on... I've uh, ever uttered that. I think we've talked about a couple of Longines watches before. All right, whatever. Probably. But just like it passing. We've never, we've never highlighted one. So about a week ago, I want to say... Um, I saw a couple teasers on Instagram, Longine teasers for what looked to me like a very sort of modern, shiny, glitzy ceramic, you know, all the like shiny bits that do really well in macros. Longine mm-hmm. watch. And I thought, oh, that looks like it could be interesting. And one of the teasers had clearly a 24 hour bezel in it. Oh, uh, you know, Longine's coming out with a GMT watch. And of course, Longine has other GMT watches, but they finally dropped this thing maybe about a week ago. And I am really, so it's a three. So first, this is a $3,000 watch. I'm not excited. I'm never excited about a $3,000 watch. But Longine introduced what they're calling the Spirit Zulu Time Collection. Um, These are Cosk certified GMTs, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Who cares? Um, but what I think what I like about this watch is it is a stunning looking, at least in photographs, a stunning looking dive bezel GMT watch mm-hmm. um, that really doesn't look like what you'd expect it to look like with that description, right? A lot of dive bezel or, you know, bezel, uh, rotating bezel. Dive bezel is not the right term. Um, Lots of rotating bezel GMT watches on the market. And this kind of, without being weird or ostentatious, doesn't really look like any of them. This is kind of doing its own thing in a subtle way that I appreciate. Um I really like this watch. Uh, this is a black dial with a bit of a blue pop of color, a gorgeous green bezel with a black dial gilt mm-hmm. thing. And then this and Fotina. Re- yeah, a little bit of Fotina. Not too bad, though, honestly. And then a really, really nice. The blue is blue. just oh. blue on blue. The the issue I take with the green with the gilted dial and the black dial is the black GMT hand halfway up the hand. Mm. It it might as you're wearing it make it look like the GMT hand is floating, mm-hmm. but I don't particularly like it in photos. Yeah, everything else about it though, I it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful watch. I, I love the font on the bezel. It is a it, everything about this watch. Well, not everything. The markers is these big. Oh, I love those font markers. Chunky Arabic. Oh yeah. Um, raised markers like a like steel applied Arabics, which are beautiful. Um, but that's not. I wouldn't call those subtle. But everything else besides those is just very. Very subtle. It's a dive watch with a subtle GMT complication. Refined. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I want to see one of these in person because I think this is, yeah, I think this is a really beautiful watch and nobody will talk about it because it's kind of boring. Um, What's the size on these? 42, I think. So they're okay. not, it's a GMT, right? It's a traveler's yeah. watch. So it's going to be a little bit bigger. Um, 
But yeah, I, I'm kind of into this, man. Yeah, they're they're gorgeous. Not a small watch. Not going to be subtle. No, I mean, it's going to be a, a big old chunk, but it's also Longines. So, you know, it's not like you're going to be disappointed by that. So, Andrew, uh, you ever think about Mars? Like Mars bars? M- Mars bars. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, me too. It makes me hungry. Whenever I think about Mars, I always, uh, and I, one of my bathrooms, I have a Gavox wall clock. Uh, and whenever I go to the bathroom in there, I like sit there and make my poop drop. And I think about the fact that um, I just remember our conversation with Michael Happy when he talks about wanting to be the first watch on Mars. And the way he specs his watches, I don't think he's out of the realm of reasonable. The size of his company, I think he might be out of the realm of reasonable. Yeah. But that also might be beneficial. Like it would be far cheaper to buy a payload of Gabox watches than it would be to buy, you know, Fortis or Omega. But those are the two brands in the conversation right now, you know, in the in the kind of like watch nerd kind of space watch nerd conversation for Mars watches. And I, I, I think those are the two for me. We're going to exclude Gavox just, just not because we don't like Gavox, but because I just don't think it's realistic. I think Omega even might be falling out of the conversation in my head. I think the future is Fortis. Yeah. But that's what we're going to talk about is the Omega Fortis conversation for Mars goals. So just a bit of context, because this is kind of out of left field, but you sent me an article, a Fratello article written mm-hmm. by Thomas Stover from a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's basically talking about exactly this, right? The This is Mars is happening. We think probably we, we're trying. And to the extent Mars happens and there are people that go to Mars, we, we, and I mean the few of us who care about watches enough to talk about them incessantly and make a podcast and listen, uh, listen to podcasts. We're not the weird ones. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting question, I guess. Right. I think it's Fortis. I think it's Fortis all the way. Omega has this space heritage, but I think that the... Um, well, so Fortis is actually doing things here. So mm-hmm. so Omega, I think Omega is going to go to Mars. If if we go to Mars, Omega's going. Yeah, someone's going to wear their Speedmaster they've had for, you know, a decade or uh, more. O- Omega's there. Omega's got the green jacket, right? It gets to go to the champion's dinner. It just it's just there. It it's a it's I a previous winner. You get it, an automatic it, birth for life. I don't know, and I don't know if I agree with that because I think that the the it, the endeavor of Mars is a whole separate and new event, and I think NASA is going to want to brand it as such. Hmm. So you think? Well, and so and Fortis, unlike Omega, Fortis is actually doing things, right? Yeah. So w- Omega's not even added more water resistance to their space watch after 60 years. <laughs> well, and we talked to Nick Mankey about this, and I'm, I'm unclear if we talked to him about it while we were recording or before or after, but Fortis is currently 
working with Russian cosmonauts, maybe not currently, like currently, currently, that, but that might have stopped working with <laughs> Russian com- cosmonauts, but is also the Austrian Space Forum um, doing testing and providing them testing watches. So I think right now, Fortis is the only company that's really doing anything about space travel. They're and even the Speedmaster wasn't designed for space travel, right? No, it was put in it, their 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 hat was thrown into the proverbial ring, and it was selected. And I don't think that against new developments, new R and D, new technology, I don't think the Speedmaster is going to be able to hold up to what Fortis is currently doing and pushing toward doing. And notwithstanding what Matt Damon will tell you, I don't think Hamilton's in the game. It's really mm. just just Fortis at this point. And Gavox. <laughs> and Michael Happy. Yeah. Thank, thank God for Michael Happy. Perhaps Invicta, but I, I think Fortis is where it's at. Okay, let's go. So we'll link this in the show notes. Who else throws their hat in the ring, you think? When we, uh, clearly Omega. Clearly Fortis. Do you think Zinn throws something in? Do you think... Yeah, I mean, Zen could be there. Oris could be there. I think, I think you. I think Oris is a good pick. I think there's a number of. I think there's a number of smaller companies um, that would say well, we could do this. Um, you, you know, outside Tag Heuer, I think is Ooh, a, a company that could try to get there. You, you know, a Mars Racer would be a dope, dope watch. <laughs> the Mars Racer, yeah, the Red Sand Racer. Um, yeah, I, I mean, who who knows, do you, right? Do you think it's the Speedmaster they put into the into the hat? I mean, obviously Seiko's going to drop something. Obviously, Citizen's going to put something in, like Bulova, these big players. But well, you know, Omega. So I don't think the official NASA watch right now is like a Speedmaster Pro. It's like the X thirty three or whatever, yeah, it's right? the the digital like big nasty. And and, and frankly. Uh, uh, frankly, it doesn't really make sense to have a mechanical watch. I don't think, and maybe there's some sort of maybe there's some sort of electricity, electromagnetism thing that I'm not considering. But you would I you would, would think that we'd be talking about a shielded digital watch. I would think so. Yeah, maybe with a maybe a, a you know anadigi, you know something with dual readouts, but. You you need I, I think you need dual readouts because you're gonna need like triplicates. You're gonna need Earth time, projected Mars time, and perceived time. Yeah, or maybe just an iPhone or your space shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> In surprising turn of events, Apple with the Apple Watch Series Three, very affordable, becomes the official watch of NASA. God, that'd be uh, so disappointing. <laughs> I mean, it's too much uh, marketing opportunity for for it for that to be the way it goes. That so. would that would bug me. <laughs> so uh, we're going to transition to we're going to talk about a couple watches. We might not do rapid fire, but we can kind of move through these. But there's a theme. There's a theme to the next handful of watches that we're going to talk about, and we'll let you figure it out. We won't tell you what the theme is. Okay. We'll let you figure it out, Andrew. You should know what oh, the theme is. I didn't get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the first watch I'm going to talk about, Maurice LaCroix, which I think underrated company, Maurice LaCroix. 
They, I, I pronounce this watch as icon, but I guess it could also be like Acon. Like, I, <laughs> I think it's Icon. I think it's Icon. I think it's Icon because it's like Daikon. Just pull the D. You know, my wife, she buys singles on Apple Music. Like craft? Oh. Yeah. And there, she's got an Acon single in there. And ever when I go through like my Apple Music by artist, it's like one of the very first ones Just that pops one. up. Yeah. Yeah. One Acon song. <laughs> Acom, whatever happened to that guy? You'd think you'd forget about him, but I can't. I, I feel every like it, time I, I like open it was Apple all Music, featuring Acon, I don't know any of his singles. Hey, listen, that guy. So, can we talk about the, the Acon uh, watches? Yep, just the one. Yep, yep. <laughs> from uh, 2011. So, Maurice Lacroix released a new line of Acon watches, uh, which are you know they're a little late to the game, but they're Ocean Tide plastic watches. Um. And that's fine, but I think these are really cool. They're super fun. They're they're I I can't think of the name of the brand right off the top of my head, but the kid watches. Um, oh, like Parchy. Yeah, Parchy. Um, Carabins. Integrated bracelet. Cool it, colors. These are and that's bracelet strap. These are plastic versions of the icon, which is really kind of a novel idea to do a plastic version. Of your flagship watch. I'm into it. I I love these. Yeah. 40 millimeters. Sapphire crystal on these. I'm not down with how much it costs to buy ocean plastic, though. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, they're not cheap. They're they're not cheap. 750 bucks on these. Yeah. And I don't know. I I I get that the whole thing is to fund the cause of removing mount trash from the ocean Mm -hmm. you know like connecticut floating across the pacific ocean is a problem (laughs) but i don't don't know it's not for me yeah you you know i I, i'm a little curious you know obviously tied plastic has become an industry in and of itself and i'm always i'm always hesitant when something like that becomes an industry yeah with marketing verbiage and hashtags it's like well is this actually what it looks like it is like, because we're not yeah. we're not talking about the details here how much percentage wise of the plastic did you buy against how much it was actually re- like reclaimed right it's and like, how much of it did you buy that was reclaimed and versus how much did you buy that was just like previously a water bottle that i put in my recycling bin right you, you know you know I, I, i'm not opposed uh I, I like the idea of it but i am a little i am a little leery we're always we're skeptical of everything i'm not skeptical of many too many things but ocean plastics you are the most skeptical and (laughs) pessimistic man i know (laughs) that's that's not true that's absolutely true that's what we get along we're both just pure cynics um why are you giving me this 20 bucks (laughs) (laughs) no i don't want it Uh, so another watch okay and i think the theme okay so so we've got the the Acon, colorful, mm-hmm. colorful. We're not going to talk about another company, Brightwing, not a company known for its flashy, bright colored watches. Certainly not. However, so flashy watches, but not brightly colored. <laughs> so almost impossible to argue that a Brightling Navitimer is one of the most iconic watches ever made, right? Introduced in the 50, virtually unchanged today. Super breakable. 
never going to live that down. Never. God, this is a fucking gorgeous watch. So Breitling introduced a new line of 41 millimeter Navitimers, which is a good size for a Navitimer, I think. Although I think that they can even go a little bigger. Uh, They could reasonably get up to, I think, 44. They're all dial, right? So so Mm -hmm. these are a new line of 41 millimeter Navitimer B01 watches and they've gone back and paid homage 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 to the aircraft owners and pilots association which way back in the day in the 50s aopa aopa chose the navitimer as its very first official watch this is the official watch of aopa and so some of those early 1950s navitimers had an aopa wing logo which, if, if you didn't know what you were looking at, you, you would be excused for thinking, oh, it's just a weird Breitling logo. Um, because it's got a sort of similar similar shape to it. So they've released these new colorful Navitimers with that homage AOPA logo on the dial. We've got a green. A copper. A copper. A I was going to call it panda. orange. I think it's copper. Yeah. Maybe brass, maybe. And sort of like a what? Uh, Like a sky blue. Mm -hmm. Which we're talking Breitling here. Mm -hmm. These are flamboyant colors for Breitling. Right. (laughs) That's right. Okay, we're not dealing in Tiffany blues here. This is like, it's, it's neither black nor white. And is as such significant for brightling but what a cool move and and with that you know we're seeing this trend this year of rather than new models though there are new models we're seeing this trend of colorways we saw it with the aquaterra rolex did a big release brightling is dropping new colors zin can we just talk about our new we're just going to move on to zin at this during this conversation zin announced this week for a a limited edition four color five five six series gosh this this green makes me reconsider swiping right on the five five six dude so we've got what green what i'd call a golden rod is that that's a, exactly what I was going to say. Is that yes. appropriate for, for the radio, for podcasting? A lady's name, Blue, <laughs> and kind of a like a scorched orange. Yeah, like maybe a brick red. Yeah. A brick red. These are great. Terracotta. Terracotta. Oh, they're perfect. beautiful colors. And that's the thing this year is deeply, deeply saturated. Unlike the unlike the Breitling, these are really heavily saturated, bold gem tones. Yes, Un- very much unlike the Breitling, who was like, you blue, yeah, copper. You can have these gentle, but these five five sixes are gorgeous. They're kind of like noticey, kind of nomosy colors, you know following in suit with everyone who's dropping these very pastel Easter colors just in time for Easter presents. 
You, you know, th- these are Zen, though. So you can't buy them. No, you can't ever. buy them in the U.S. You'll there's, never be able to buy them anywhere. There's only 400 piece. They're 1400 bucks. Like, just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Which is the other, which is the problem with fucking Zen is you can't ever buy them. <laughs> it's like, hey, I have the amount of money that you would like for your watch. I'd like to buy it. <laughs> Not going to happen. What do you mean? Pass. I want to buy your watch. Pass. I've tried to impulse buy the 556 several times and was unsuccessful, which is probably good, right? Yeah. You know, I'm still married and, you know, have all the the things that go along with not well, impulse and you know, buying. When I started looking at the 556, you could pick them up for 850. Yeah, 700 bucks uh on the on the secondary market. Um you can't I mean, you can't even find them now. They and exploded. Yeah, new, these are 1400 bucks, which is about the same as any other 556 new. So, yeah. Which well, is a good deal. I mean, so here we are, 41 minutes, and there's, I don't think there's anything else that's happened in watches over the last two weeks to even talk about. Um, like, this has been really kind of a slow couple of weeks in watches. Um, kind of, I'm a little surprised. You know, I've been looking at the uh, getting a Bulova 96A155 again, the Space View 2 Accutrons. <laughs> You just can't find them. <laughs> All right. I guess we do have to talk about... Do we have to? <laughs> so, if you didn't know... Something happened this week. Something happened. Someone got stabbed. <laughs> so, someone actually got stabbed. Uh, Y'all know. We don't, need to, we don't need to break the news for you here, but... Guys, um, no, no, no. Hang on. Do you have an alert? <laughs> like an alarm? Uh, I Noise? don't. This is this is as close as we get. No, oh, I didn't turn the music up. Nope, that's not it. Try a different one. No, that's the right one. No, I want like an alarm. I want an we air raid ha- siren. We don't have that. Guys, Omega and Swatch <laughs> are owned. Oh, guys. Here, <laughs> All right. Omega and Swatch are doing a collaboration. They're calling it the Moon Swatch. They're making plastic speed masters yeah can can so look we don't everybody 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 people who don't even like this. watches brodinky and horror dictionary have posted about nothing but this watch they, at they, this point for a yeah. week and a half uh everybody has talked about this watches these watches every hot take that could possibly be uttered about these watches has been uttered. We're not going to add. Will wrote an article about it. <laughs> Mike wrote an article. We're not going to add to the conversation here. What I can say is I think these watches are exciting and delightful and fun and appropriately priced and not limited. And they will soon, hopefully, be available to the entire world for a relatively conservative price. All things considered, 250-ish bucks. Uh, I just don't have a single bad thing to say about any of it. Except that you shouldn't stab people over (laughs) this watch. Please don't stab anyone. I'm excited about this. I think this is a 
super cool idea. <laughs> a, a weird collaboration. Yes. But that's kind of the point of umbrellas. Yeah. I, we talked about this internally. I don't think collaboration is the right word for this. And I think what we need, Mike said, well, that is the extant term. And I said, okay, you're right. But I think we need a special word for this. I said intracollab. I don't think anyone went for that. But that's, yeah, it's not a good word. I mean, it's notable that this is not really... A, a collaboration presents a number of difficulties, right? You have licensing difficulties. You have profit-sharing difficulties. Mm-hmm. You have bringing together separate organizations, doing business in different ways. You, you know, this is not really... This is like when I tell my fucking kids to do the dishes together, right? It's like, you know... Uh, yeah. I mean, in some ways. So this... I, it's Except that they didn't break anything. Right. That's that's true. Well, maybe they did. So there are some ink leaching problems was, we, we, yeah. we understand. But, but it, this, is, this is the point of umbrellas. This is the point of one big brand owning several. It's technology sharing. It's information sharing. It's, <laughs> it's supply chain sharing. It's all these things, and why not bring together one of the world's most iconic watches? Two of the world's most iconic watches. Yeah. Just smoosh them together. In a really reasonable and well-thought-out way. I think there's like 11 of them. They're all pretty cool. Saturn's weird. Uranus is delightful. Yeah. Always is. <laughs> they included Pluto for God's sake. I mean, what? And in a, a great colorway. Yes. This, I, that everyone's not everyone. There's a lot of poo pooing going on over this. I think this is exciting. I'm I, not excited necessarily, but it's neat. It's, it's maybe one of the neatest things yes, I can remember happening. It's cool. Watches, it's so, a little weird. It's certainly funky. It's fun. It's, it's fun. It's uh, the I'm looking for a word, but I don't know. I'm too deep in the beer. Were you looking for the word fun? No, it's whimsical. It, it is. Look, because how cool is it to be able to put a plastic speedmaster on your kid and not worry, right? I mean, yeah. now it's not Adam's story, right? Where you have an eight year old wearing an actual speedmaster, and that's problematic for a number of reasons. <laughs> it. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I'll put my plastic Speedmaster on this eight-year-old because fuck yeah. I, I got to tell you right now, I'm not putting a fucking $250 watch anywhere near one of my kids for at least seven or eight more years. Uh, but it's a tolerable loss for me to my, for my kid <laughs> to wear a Speedmaster. I just think it's fun. I, I think these are fun. I think they're cool. I think they're appropriately priced. Some people have complained about the price, that this is too much for a cheap plastic at a quartz. Uh, maybe, I don't know. It's, it's 250 bucks. Um, for it's got the co brand. I think it's cool as shit. (laughs) Something really cool. So I will definitely get one when, when you can get them. I'm going to be buying one also. I think what's the, I think it's the Jupiter is the one I like. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's Jupiter for me, Andrew. Do you all black? I think was it Mercury was the all black. Uh, well, so there's the there's the moon um which is a little too i think a little too on the nose but 
you know. That's the dark side of the moon recreation, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think these are just good. I, I, I really have nothing but good things to say about them. <laughs> I'm I'm pleased with them. It's the uh, yeah, the Mercury is the one that I like. It's like not quite black. It's kind of like slate with a black dial. Yeah, yeah. The Earth is cool. Oh yeah, the Moon's the the actual rip. Right. <laughs> but Mars is cool. I think Jupiter's my favorite. Jupiter's cool. I mean, you don't you can't get an FDE Speedmaster, yeah. which would be a Dope watch. You can get FDE, you know, marathons, but Saturn's a cool watch. Neptune. They're all good. They're all good. That's the point. Uranus. <laughs> They're all good. <laughs> uh, I don't think we need to say anything more about it. We can't, we, we, you're going to link an article about, uh, I'm going to unlike, uh, I'm going to link the right to the swatch page so you can look at them. Make up your own fucking mind on these things. If you like them, you do. If you don't, you don't. Don't let the weird kind of branding, meshing, intra-collab thing influence it. Yeah. These are plastic Speedmasters, and that's dope. And I would buy a plastic sub. I'd buy a plastic Daytona. I'd buy a plastic... Almost anything, if it was a tenth the price of the real thing, because it's just kind of fun and weird, and yeah, I dig that. This this is this is fun watching, fun watch collection for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm into it. And what a good two hundred fifty dollar flyer with a quartz movement. You, what a good two hundred fifty dollar flyer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a cord, it, it's it's a it's a chronograph, right? These these are cool. And and dial layouts kind of they had to change the dial layout because it's quartz movement. And I think that the dial layouts actually, you, you know, the six and nine are a little bit higher up. So ten and two. Uh, I, I'm actually kind of a fan of the dial layout. I d- I love the ten two six. Andrew, other things. Tell me what you got. I got another thing and. It's a thing that I've had for several years now. Okay. It's a coffee mug. <laughs> a travel mug. It's dark times here at 40 and 20, you guys. No, so I, I was I was thinking about other things. And I, I like things that I use and things that I like. I have a lot of Yeti tumblers mm. in varying sizes. Mm-hmm. And I love them. I keep my coffee way too hot for way too long. They fit in every cup holder. And they're awesome. They're Yeti. Like, they're they're just... You get the logo, you know? But I don't take them to work. Because I spill them. My work coffee mug keeps my coffee just as hot for just as long. Doesn't spill. And I've run over it with my car. It's a Contigo Snap Seal Byron 20 ounce coffee mug. <clears throat> I got it at Walmart for like 12 bucks. You get it on Amazon for the the 16 ounce for 14.82. And for some reason you can't get the 20 ounce 
Oh, so you can in in grade Jade. It's a weird name. <laughs> for for twenty six forty five. You can also go to Walmart, walk down their coffee mug aisle, and grab one for probably between ten and eighteen bucks. Mm. <clears throat> I pour my coffee one hour before I leave for work. I get to work. I leave it on the hood of my car, on my police car, mm-hmm. for approximately 45 minutes. So we're now almost two hours into this fresh cup of coffee being poured into this mug. I get in my car and put it in the door cup holder of, of, my, of my Explorer, which is as a... That's why I've run it over because I've gotten out of my car quickly and knocked it out and then gotten back in my car and run over it. So it's been run over with a full cup of coffee in it. It steam leaks a little bit because I don't do a great job cleaning it, like the seal on the snap seal. This mm-hmm. keeps my coffee hot until it's like one third of a mug. So <laughs> yeah. a third of 20 ounces is what, like five ounces. You're mad. Okay. <laughs> five and carry on three quarters ounces it's unimportant <laughs> hot to that point and then still very drinkably north of warm so on Amazon 90,000 reviews 89,992 mm-hmm. reviews like four and a half four and a half plus right that's stars. Some, that's some shit right there yeah this is my favorite coffee mug it doesn't leak when i knock it over it it like oozes a little bit of leakage right it seeps because i don't clean it well that's not a design flaw that's a that's a a maintenance flaw (laughs) this is my favorite mug and it's the cheapest mug that i own so it's my favorite for two reasons number one it keeps my coffee fucking piping hot it drinks easily. Sometimes you have to like into it because it creates that little bubble and you don't drink it. But that's normal for a snap seal. Yeah. But it's cheap and I've run it over with my car and I don't care what happens to it because I can replace it for next to nothing. I'd be devastated if I ran over and crunched one of my Yetis because they're expensive. This thing, man, fuck this thing. But I love it. Yeah. The Contigo Byron vacuum insulated stainless steel travel mug. 90,000 reviews on Amazon, four and a half stars. You don't get that. You don't get that. That's it. Sub 30 bucks. This is my favorite coffee mug. Andrew, I've got another thing. Do me. I last March bought a house. Me too. It's pretty good. (laughs) Um, is the house the other thing? <laughs> that the house is my other thing. Buy a house. Not in this market, but you know, you should have. Uh so I have I have you know, I've done yard work in the past. I'm not like it's not like I've never done yard work. You've owned I, I've owned homes. Homes, I've owned homes before. But I was a, a much younger guy at the time. Much so fitter. I now own a house and I'm sort of doing yard work. And in that I have a number of like bushes and shrubs, and things that need to be maintained. Can I maintain that bush? And I've decided I'm going to maintain the bush. And so I've had to procure tools, 
We've talked about some of them on the show. Mm-hmm. I used um, some of your tools yesterday. You did. And they worked fine, I think, right? They did. Uh, I recently, so for our, you know, spring, winter, spring maintenance, had to take down a bunch of, I've got these bushes and they grow crazy. They grow crazy. When we moved in, these things were cut down to very small stumps. And over the course of the summer, they grew 10 feet tall and lush and green. Vibrant. Um, and so I needed to cut those back. So I had some yeah, old got to knock down the bush. bypass pruners. I had a saw that didn't work very well. And so I've been slowly, you know, you can't buy all the tools at once. So you I've shouldn't. Been, I've been slowly procuring tools and some of them are fine. Most of them are fine. But I bought a tool this last week and the very first time I used it, I was like, Oh boy, this is the shit. And frankly, it's a saw. It's a saw. And I don't know anything about saws. It's a folding saw. A locking folding saw. Which is something I know nothing about. However, when I started like sort of researching landscaping saws, this one came up a lot. And then as I started sort of Looking into it more, there's statements like, all the landscapers I know have used other things in the past, Baco or Opinel or yada, yada, yada. And everybody ends here. Everybody ends here. These are the best. Don't even look at anything else. Buy a silky gomboy. They're Japanese. The steel is fantastic. The ergonomics are great. Uh, and they're not expensive. Right, they're not, they're not terribly expensive anyway. I think I paid thirty-five bucks for a two hundred and ten millimeter, twenty-one centimeter. But they say two hundred and ten, whatever. Make it uh, seem bigger. This one's one hundred and thirty millimeters. Folding curved blade, gomboy silky or silky gomboy saw. I'm like okay, whatever. This is going to do everything I need. I don't need to worry about this too much more. But it was one of those things. I opened it up and I started using it. And I was like, fuck, everything about this is just a joy. So it, it locks into two positions, which I read about that. And I was like, I don't know that I need that, but whatever. Uh, it just comes then that you way. you want that. Well, so, I mean, I, I guess I didn't realize that I wanted it. But I want it. And it's amazing. Uh, shit, man. I, I think the 35 bucks or whatever I paid for this, if you ever have to cut anything, bushcraft, landscaping, whatever, just buy one of these. You can buy them at REI for an, uh, just a, as a testament to their functionality. Fan. REI carries pocket boys, not gone boys. Yeah, the Which, pocket boys are a little smaller. Yeah, it's, it's 130 versus 210. Uh, and, and, and so I don't know anything about saws. What's, I didn't know what size to get. And I kind of tried to look and people are like, oh, we'll get this size. And then someone else is like, I prefer this size. And it's like, everybody just prefers the one they have. So I was like, well, it doesn't really matter. And so I kind of held my hands up and I was like, yeah, I'll get that one. <laughs> you know, uh, and I guess it's the right one. Uh, cause it's, it was fine. But I just, <laughs> it was one of those things I bought it and I was like, yeah, man. I'm a Gomboy fanboy now. You would be. I'm a Gomboy <laughs> fanboy. 
And that's it. That's all I have to say about it. These look real. I, I prefer a pole saw. I just I use an electric. They pole. make pole saws. <clears throat> I just use an electric Black and Decker pole saw. For, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, that's that's my preferred tool for this application. But I'm not up high, right? I'm I'm down low, and yeah. it was amazing. So a two inch, a two inch stick. I'm through that thing in about seven seconds. I mean, it is like cutting through butter. It is crazy. You're gonna have to like just come over and play with it because it's. I it might I'm be come play with your gun. It might just be because it's new. No, uh, these hold, um, these hold their edge well. I mean, this style of teeth hold their edge really well. But I just <clears> had no clue that I was gonna get this thing and be like, "Fuck, man, I'm into it." Now I'm gonna saw things. I'm like looking around the yard for things to saw. <laughs> I I was using my Black and Decker like pole chainsaw to cut down a tree in my yard, and it was filling my yard debris. So I just started like driving it vertically into my yard debris bin, mm-hmm. breaking everything up. But can't do that with a gomboy. But uh, I have a a similar. I don't have a gomboy, but I have another Japanese folding blade that i use for butchering animals to get through that pelvis and yeah the two locking positions is nice yeah well who knew you did apparently but I did. now i know now you know silky gomboy link in the show notes we've talked about watches we've, we've talked, talked about, about silky gomboys silky gomboys contigo snap seals yeah this is kind of a this is a good episode this is a diverse episode we, just, we really did it this week you know We've maybe outdone ourselves. We Andrew, deserve a week off. Anything you want to add before we go? Nah, dude, I'm all out of things. <laughs> are you are you sure you're all out of things? Not really. No. So I have I have one last thing. We would love to bring more people into the fold. People like Evan, who are vintage gold watch aficionados. There are more Evans out there who have things that they have dedicated their time and effort to become subject matter experts in. Subject matter Evans. Yeah, subject maybe. matter Evans, that's the new that's the new phrase for that. Like you're maybe not an expert, but you're the next best thing. As good as it gets, yeah. there's no one better. That's right. If you have things like that interests opinions we'd love to have you especially if they're related to watches mostly if they're related to watches but we're also very down with your articles on silky gomboys Mm -hmm. uh and and uh, that ilk we would love to bring more people into the fold to give a platform for other watch nerds to share the things that they've made themselves experts in we shoot us an email. You can't text us. You can DM we us on answer. Instagram yeah. and you can DM us. Us? You can DM Everett. It's not me. I don't do social media. You can DM Will at WatchClicker. Yeah. Shoot us at the WatchClicker family an email, a DM. We want to have you. We want this to be a platform for people to share their knowledge and passion with the rest of the watch nerds out there listening. Doesn't matter if you got one article, 10 articles, or 100 articles in you. 100 is best, but one is great. H- holler at your boys. 
Yeah. Now I'm out of things. Hey, thanks you guys for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20 of the Watch Clicker Podcast. Why don't you check us out on our website, watchclicker.com. That's where we post every single episode of this podcast, as well as we- weekly articles, reviews, things that maybe you wrote. You can also check us out on Instagram at 40 and 20 at Watch Clicker. Pictures, sometimes fun commentary. It's a good time. If you want to support what we do here, you can either write an article or you can do that at patreon.com slash 40 and 20. That's where we get all the money for hosting pictures, hosting audio, all the things that we need to make this operation run. And don't forget to check us out next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.